Yes, people, welcome to the fifth or sixth episode of the Backpack and Psychonaut. In today's episode, we're going to talk about psychedelics, which is going to be a mega, mega interesting conversation. So make sure you tune in and hopefully you'll learn a lot about the culture of psychedelics, how you can use them for personal or spiritual growth, and just the history of them and how they've been used through thousands and thousands of years of human evolution to cultivate our consciousness into a state where it is today, and how we can use them in further generations to become an advanced civilization, lose the ego and become better and more peaceful people. So first, I want to go into my kind of use of psychedelics and how it's changed my perspective on life and what it's done for my personal growth and spiritual growth. So the first time I did acid, um, any sort of so for those who don't know, actually, like psychedelics, uh, psychoactive compounds that are in the bracket of like hallucinogenic experiences. So you've got like LSD, you've got magic mushrooms, commonly known as psilocybin, you've got dimethyltryptamine, DMT, you've got peyote, um, some say MDMA, but that's debatable if it's a psychedelic or not. So these compounds are used to change your perception and cause hallucinogenic experiences. And they've been used for thousands of years, as I said before, but that's what is commonly known as psychedelics. So um, the first time I ever did one was LSD. So I took a tab of acid when I was like 18, 19. And I've got a story on my YouTube channel. If you want to go and check it out, it's crazy, mate. I think you'd love to hear that and just see how really psychedelics can change you on a fundamental level. But yeah, so I did psychedelics when I was like 18 and experienced a completely different way of like consciousness and it just completely blew my mind. And I remember I'd do a lot of research like on Joe Rogan's and just watching YouTube videos on like how to use psychedelics, what are the impacts of them, uh, what the impacts are on their culture. So I was like researching it a lot, but I never managed to get any. And when I was finally 18, I took it and had a completely different experience than anything I've ever had before. And it changed my perspective on how I see myself and my self-image and the world around me. And since then, I've had constant use of psychedelics, like maybe like three trips, four trips a year. And then some, sometimes messing around with microdosing when you do like little bits of a psychedelic just to allow your brain to like have little little bits of like perception enhancers. So the lesson I've really learned from psychedelics is just that we are seeing a completely different reality to what is truth. And what I mean by this is like, we all live with this ego, right? This sense of self. And this ego sees life through its own judgments of of what it's experienced before. So you go through life, right? And everything you've ever experienced is accumulated in this sense of self. And when you look at the external world, you reflect that external world through your eyes. So you look and think, oh, that person, it looks miserable, blah, 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 this person, that. And like you extract external information and you interpret it on an internal level that's come from all of your past experiences. So you get like cemented in a way of thinking about things and you can get stuck in like negative thought patterns or loops. You can be very like, you can't, it's hard to see the true nature of reality. You can't see the fundamental truth. You're seeing your bias observations through your past experiences. And what psychedelics allow you to do is they allow you to strip back that ego, strip back all of your past experiences, What kind of like wipe out your brain for a little bit and see everything for the truth. You get to see everything on like a fundamental basis for what it actually is. And you get some insights into the nature of yourself and the nature of reality that just completely blow away anything that you pre like any preconceived beliefs you had about everything around you. And that's what it did for me. It allowed me to come in touch with my more spiritual side. I started seeing the beauty in nature. Um, I started seeing myself as not as much as an ego. I didn't have to hold on and like put on this self image. For example, like this YouTube channel I'm doing in these podcasts. 
I would never have done this in the past because I used to think I had to live up to this ego that I created that is Alex Rogers and make everyone think I'm a partier and I love like session it. And when I did psychedelics, it allowed me to realize that you are not that person. This is just some preconceived beliefs that you're holding on to yourself to try and impress others. And psychedelics allow me to look at that in a true nature and observe it without any like bias intentions. And that's what psychedelics can do for you. They can open you up to a wormhole of just new perceptions and beliefs about life. And also if you're suffering with a lot of past traumas or if you're suffering with PTSD, addictions to things, they can allow you to separate from them for a second and look at them from a different angle and get like the truth around them. And once you can do that, once you can look at things for the truth, you can dispel all them negative beliefs and you can cut out addiction. You can deal with past traumas and psychedelics. They just show you who you are. And if you're not ready for that, and it, these experiences can be really scary. And for me, I've had some scary psychedelic experiences, but they've always been the ones that have had the biggest growth because they've allowed me to see myself and my faults truly and improve on them. And through years and years of doing psychedelics and meditating on the lessons I've learned from them and trying to implement them in my, in my life, I've, I've managed to grow spiritually and mentally and physically and they've been the biggest one of the biggest gifts i've had in life and i will continue to do psychedelics and chase them chase the experiences that cause the perception enhances and the perception changes so that's my experience but i want to like talk about how the impact they've had on culture and our evolution and it's crazy how like psychedelics right have been used since the dawn of time since humans have been around people have been eating psychoactive substances and there's evidence going back as far as like 10,000 years, maybe even like further away, that tr ancient tribes and ancient civilizations are using psychoactive substances to bring up hallucinogenic states to see the true nature of reality and get in touch with the divine, what you might call that God, you might call that the universal power. And these like ancient civilizations have been like doing these rituals and consistently passing them through thousands and thousands of generations and changing the way we think and my personal theory is through evolution, obviously, we've, we came away from a monkey 7 million years ago, right? And monkeys are out in the wilds, they're eating things all the time. And what I personally think is, and this is quite a, uh, it's called the stoned ape theory from Terence McKenna, right? And this is just completely out there, but I'm just going to share with you what I think, right? So I think through evolution, animals, and especially what we, how we've evolved today, is like people have been eating psychoactive substances, whether it be monkeys or whatever, right? They've been eating psychoactive mushrooms. They've been eating psychedelics from here, there. They've been getting high on things. And what it's doing is allowing, it's allowing them to develop their consciousness and understand their environment more. And through that, we've managed to develop an understanding and get smarter. And this is why you can see the link between ancient civilizations and where we are now, because them civilizations were learning the lessons from psychedelics and implementing them into the world and showing the good lessons. And that's how culture has been built. Religion, for example, has, there's a lot of evidence to say that religion is at the, or the base of it is psychedelics and people chasing out these psychoactive substances and having these experiences where they're experiencing God or something greater and then taking the lessons and teaching them out to people. And like Christianity as a religion is the foundation of the West. And it could be that the people who created Christianity and these religions have utilized psychedelic substances to get in touch with the divine and the nature of God. And that's why I think they've been used from thousands, for thousands and thousands of years and they're the reason why we are here today. And it got to the counterculture in the 1960s where like psychedelic research started coming up. So before then they were used in like tribes and they were always suppressed by religions because the religions wanted the very dogmatic beliefs of believe our God, believe our God. And when you do psychedelics, you get touch, you get in touch with a divine that 
makes you disbelieve any sort of dogmatic beliefs about religion and you, you experience things yourself. And because religions have such a foothold in the way we've developed as a society and the culture, these psychedelic substances have always been like harmful to them, even though they could have literally been started by them. So like religions always suppress them. So it wasn't until the 1960s where a guy called Albus Hoffman, who was, um, he was like a chemist and he was coming up with like some biochemical warfare weapons and he accidentally synthesized LSD. And he, he kept it on the shelf because it didn't do anything. And a couple of years later, he had like a, a drop, which was like a tiny little drop. And LSD is a very strong substance. So like a tiny little drop is a lot. So he had this tiny little drop and noticed that like he was having these mad visuals and these really weird experiences. And he rode his bike home and like recorded everything. And that is how psychedelics first really got into the mainstream culture because he posted it out there and was like, look, this needs to be researched in because this has had like a weird effect on me. And what could this do for other people? And then in the 1960s, going up to the early 70s, research was coming out that like people dying with cancer who had like anxiety of death, they would go on one psilocybin trip or one massive LSD trip and have no fear of death anymore. They would cure their death anxiety just by one psychedelic trip. People who were addicted to smoking, the, the rate of people quitting smoking is like 80, it's like 20%. People who have big psychedelic substances, it's like 80%. They have this one experience and it's that life-changing and that fundamental to their core of their personality and who they are that is completely shattering anything that they think is like an addiction and it's showing you the, tr the truth that that addiction is just a false belief of you thinking that cigarette is going to alleviate suffering and instead it shows you the real truth so they were using it for all sorts of things to cure depression anxiety ptsd and all this positive research was coming out but there was a guy called timothy leary right who was at the head of all this psychedelic research and he came out there and started putting it towards the average person, started putting it out there, talking about it. There was a, a quote he said where it was like, tune in, tune out and drop out. So he was saying to drop out of college, come away from the mainstream, the mainstream life of going college and living the very industrial life. And he was saying like, go and explore life and experience psychedelics and live on your own terms. So he was like chucking psychedelics to everyone and they were doing all these psychedelic like therapies everyone all, this is all like the hippies where this all came from there was like psychedelic festivals the whole counterculture of the 60s was all based on psychedelics but eventually the government of richard nixon was was in charge of america at the time he was a president and he started seeing this as a mega threat right and the reason why governments and like the, the president seeing this as a big threat is because it started getting people thinking differently and realizing how like bullshit our society is they started realizing that the state of our society is to um the state of our society is to keep you as a cog in the machine and to keep you on a path. And when people started taking, taking psychedelics, they started realizing that the material world and the things that make society move around aren't that important. You don't need a big car. You don't need this because when you're on psychedelics, you see the true nature of reality and the beauty of it. And they don't want people thinking differently. The government don't want you thinking differently. They don't want the masses thinking differently because then their system doesn't work. So the government seen this as a threat and they seen psychedelics as a massive threat to capitalism and the way they profit off the average person so they put a ban on psychedelics they started throwing loads of propaganda around saying like people stare at the sun and turn into an orange um take psychedelics and it destroys your brain and they were literally saying this stuff regardless of what evidence were coming out so they have this scientific evidence saying that like, psychedelics are being used to completely alleviate depression people are having anxiety they're having one big trip of psilocybin and they're completely alleviated from their anxiety all this good information just got completely thrown away because the government wanted to pr push their propaganda and their agenda. So what happened then was 
like psychedelics got banned for like 30 years, 40, well, they're still banned now. They're still tight. They're still a type legal substances. But so the government banned them all and said, no one's doing psychedelic research. No one can do psychedelics. If you get caught with them, you go to jail. And so for like 30 years, it went mega quiet and people were still pushing the psychedelic kind of journey forward. People were still saying that go and do psychedelics, talk about them, but in the mainstream media and really cut down on them and said, like, if you do acid, you're going to die, all this stuff, right? So eventually it gets to the 90s and psychedelics start getting researched on again. And we're here today now where from we've come in 20 years, we've come quite a long way in actually utilizing psychedelics in medicine. And they're getting used in a lot of universities for a lot of studies now when people are starting to open it up to the fact that you can take psilocybin, you can take LSD, you can, you can take dimethyltryptamine and you can have these life-changing experiences. And I'm hoping now the more we continue, the more they get utilized into society, the more we start progressing on using them and the average person can have access to them. And that's how they've impacted our culture and the history of them. And it's really crazy, right? So what I want to next go into is like, how do they, how can they change your life and how can you use them, right? So if it's all good knowing about the culture and that, but I'm all about like self-development and utilizing things for your personal experience to better the world. And how can you use psychedelics in that way? So you've got two ways, right? You can rather do a micro dose is when you do like a really small percent, maybe like 10% of a, a big dose which could be like for acid, it could be like 20 milligrams, 30 milligrams, maybe going up to like 50, 100 milligrams if you want to push it out there. And psilocybin, you could be doing like a quarter of a gram, whatever it may be, right? That might be even a bit too much. And it's when you do small amounts of psychedelics. And what they do is they just give you little perception enhancers and alleviate some sort of suffering. So they work on a thing called your default mode network, which this is where your sense of self comes from. The ego comes from the default mode network. And when you take psychedelics, they shut down and quiet this default mode network and allow different parts of your brain to communicate. So even if you're doing a microdose and you're taking them every day, you're constantly creating this thing called neuroplasticity, which is your brain's, your brain's ability to change and mold. So you close this default mode network, it like quiets down and it allows your brain to start operating and communicating on different levels and different part, different brain regions start communicating with each other. And through this, you can start looking at things differently and building different relationships with your memories and your experience of the world. And you can just alleviate a lot of suffering and depression. And if you are suffering with depression, you can start microdosing psilocybin and you look around and you look at a flower and you're like, oh my God, that flower's amazing. And you get little sense of like gratitude and happiness for the world around you and the person you are. So that's an easy way to utilize psychedelics without having to deal with like the, the scariness of a big trip because like a big trip can be a big thing and it can be completely, it can feel like you're dying at times. So if you want to slowly work your way into psychedelics, I would recommend microdosing and just seeing how you feel and getting the little perception enhancers. The next one is like a big dose. And if you do a big dose of psychedelics, right, again, it works on that default mode network, but also the, the molecular structure of psychedelics are very similar to serotonin, which serotonin modulates your emotions and your mood. And it's kind of like for your energy levels. So it's that close on the molecular level to serotonin that it works it works miracles in your brain, right? I'm not sure on the exact brain, like neurochemistry and how it all works, but what it does is it shots like, so if you have like an ego death experience where you lose your sense of self and you feel like you're dying, your default mode network shuts down and you lose that sense of self and you get to peep into reality for what it is without looking through your observation. You get to just experience everything. And the more you start doing these psychedelic trips, and even if you don't get the ego death, 
you start learning things about the environment, you get an appreciation for nature, you get insights into your own experiences. So say if you've dealt with a lot of trauma, you've got confident issues, you can get to the root of what your anxiety is by utilizing psychedelics and going for a trip and having an intention. So this is a big bit, right? You want to have an intention when you go into the trip. So if you're like suffering with, let's use social anxiety, because this is a big thing to me, right? It's a big thing I overcame with the use of psychedelics. So say if you've got social anxiety and you're about to do a mushroom trip, write down an intention of, I want to get to the root of my anxiety. I want to explore my mind and understand why I'm seeing the world like this and why I'm seeing the world through an anxious lens. And you can go with that intention. You can sit there and contemplate whilst on psychedelics and you can look at your situation differently and it allows your brain to bring up these memories. You can form different like judgments to their memories and you can you can reset your brain pretty much to look at things in a more natural and positive way. So that's how I would utilize psychedelics, rather microdosing or a big dose and going with an intention. And then the integration is also very important as well. I forgot to mention that. So once you've had the trip, you, you want to journal about the lessons you're learning. You want to go out in nature and record some things and talk to yourself and understand like what did i learn from that experiences because these experiences can be completely mind-altering and it can change the trajectory of your life so you want to implement the lessons you've learned so you want to not like jot down everything you're learning in the trips like every sort of like insight you get just jot it down or note it in your mind bring it back into your reality and start implementing the lessons um and that's how you can use it really for your life and self-development and that's what it really is they're a tool to, for you to grow and for you to see the way reality is not through your dirty dirty lens so you just got this dirty lens of reality that's come from all your past experiences and it's like, it's like psychedelics just wipe that lens and you see everything nice and clean and you can use it for psychedelic you can use it for like really good spiritual growth and i've learned a lot about psychedelics now the one lesson i've learned is just that like i am just this being here right and this sense of self is just me, it's an illusion. I've created this sense of self that's separate from the universe, it's separate from everything around me, but that is not reality. That's just something that's formed in my brain and it's a pure illusion. Everything around me is connected. We are all connected by this one divine nature, this one force, this universal flow, whatever it may be, right? We are all connected and we're all anchored to the same reality. And what happens is we put our own experience over that reality and separate from it. And so you look at stuff like nature and you go, oh, that's a flower. And you don't realize that that flower is made, made of the same things you are. And it's even if you want to like look into the Big Bang, for example, and the Big Bang happened, we've all come from the same pot of atoms. Everything's connected. We've all come from the same thing and we're all connected. And so this form of separateness is the ego reinforcing that you're this sense of self and it causes a lot of suffering. If you can lose that sense of self, and detach away from it you can live a life of just compassion and happiness and you can be grateful for other people and you're constantly not stuck in your mind chattering to yourself experiencing the experience you're just there in the present moment and that's the, the main thing i've learned from psychedelics so if you want to like start i would recommend starting with psilocybin or lsd dimethyltryptamine will just blast you off to a different planet and like if you go if you go and do DMT, that will be a mind-altering experience that you might not be ready for. So start with low doses, maybe go like 150 micrograms of acid, maybe a gram and a half of mushrooms to three grams, 
and just work your way up and slowly and surely make sure you're like comfortable doing these psychedelics and set and setting is really important. So you want to make sure you're in a like a stable mindset, never go into psychedelics when you're really worried about something or you're really anxious. You want to make sure you're nice and calm and you're ready for what's happening. And also your setting, you want to make sure where you are and the people you're around are comfortable. You don't want to be doing it in a festival. You don't want to be doing it out in nature if you're not comfortable. You want to do it somewhere where you're calm and you have severity over your environment and you're around people that can promote a good trip. I would recommend doing it on your own, really, because you can do it on your own. You can get the most, like, extracts the most information from it. But if you feel more comfortable with someone, have a trip there, have someone watching out for you just in case something goes wrong. So I'd start off with psilocybin or LSD, low doses. And then eventually, which is one thing I want to do is, there is a plant called ayahuasca. And this plant was found in South America and it originates from South America, right? And what it is, is like dimethyltryptamine, DMT, is in everything in life. And it's producing your pineal gland, which is like your third eye. And this is the thing that they think um, comes out when you have near-death experiences. So when people have near-death experiences and said, oh, I've seen a light, I've seen this, that's in a rush of dimethyltryptamine and you're going on an actual hallucinogenic trip. So dimethyltryptamine is based in everything in reality. It's based in plants, it's based in us. And it's like one of the fundamental chemicals of reality. So in, but what happens is like it's produced in our body naturally, but we have inhibitors that break down the DMT. So we're not constantly tripping. So it's constantly flowing through our blood. It's producing our liver, producing our pineal glands, but we've got these chemicals and inhib these inhibitors breaking them down. So we're not constantly tripping. But what happens is in, when you take ayahuasca in South America, out of these 150,000 species of plants in, in South America, right? It's in Amazon rainforest. They have found these two plants. If you take them together, one is really rich in DMT and one stops the inhibitor, the breakdown of DMT. If you take them together, you go on an eight hour long DMT trip. Yo, for some reason, my microphone cut out and I lost the last 10 minutes of the podcast. So I'm just going to summarize what I was talking about. So when you take ayahuasca, it gives you this eight hour DMT trip and it's produced by someone who's called a shaman. So they make these little rituals where they have all these like they blow smoke, they play drums. And what they've done is they've managed to get in touch with the divine nature of ayahuasca and kind of, they can guide you on your trip. And so they make you feel more comfortable and actually induce the DMT stronger and induce the visuals. So you go to South America and around these people who have been in cultures for thousands and thousands of years who have developed a kind of a conversation and a relationship with the ayahuasca and they help you on your trip and help you extract lessons and learnings from it. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to South America, go and learn that. And that's something you could do once you've utilized psychedelics and got used to them. You could seek out dimethyltryptamine and get that bigger, bigger lesson and the bigger teachings from it. So people, this is pretty much everything I've got to say. Like, be careful when you do psychedelics. And this video isn't this video podcast is not promoting the use of psychedelics. It's just informing you and saying if you are going to do it, do it safely, do all your research and trust and let go of the process like when you do psychedelics they can get scary and things can feel like you're actually dying but all you need to do is let go to the experience because the more you try to control and the more you try to attach yourself the worse experience gets so just let go to the teachings of the psychedelics and in that way you'll never have a bad trip you might have a tough trip but it'll never be a bad trip because you'll always learn something from it so trust the process be safe and thank you very much for listening to the next episode of the Backpack and Psychonaut. I will see you next time.